0: Thank you for downloading "Fearless in Devotion," a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here
1: they come, a mighty champions! Raise your voices to the anthem,
2: marching with a mighty.
0: Hello, Christ and all, this is Fearless in Devotion, sponsored by the Fat Boar Bar and Restaurant. Can I just shock you? I love the FA Trophy, despite what I said earlier. How do you all feel about it? (laughs)
1: Um, I don't want to go into too hard on this, but I could never get my head around anybody who, who kind of says, oh, I'm not really asked if we don't win. I'd rather have a weekend in Weymouth, which is great. And we'd all like a weekend in Weymouth, but... You know, not long term. We don't. We kind of want to get it done out of the way, and never play them ever again. But you know, Wembley is good. It fits with the narrative of documentary. It'd be nice for a big day out, and you know, there's a lot of fans that have come back since the last time we played there. Um, so yeah, let's. It's it's a, a decent competition and one that'd be nice to to win and never ever have to compete in it ever again.
3: You know what? I love the FA Trophy more now. I found out it's only uh, only a one leg semi final. <laughs> I thought the two I thought the two leg would really screw us over. But if it's a one leg, if we can get a home home draw, I'm definitely in for it. Why I mean, a home what's draw? What's his obsession with home draws? Well, just does cause... it matter? Does it I mean, matter with... really? Does our away, it really? Our away really our form is good, but there's more chance of York turning us over on their ground. No, there, than isn't. there is, I mean,
0: Based uh, on what? I just think we're stronger at home. Also, it's a lot less travelling. Yeah, he... York. York's quite far, isn't it? It is
1: for, for like, U7 wow. types.
0: Uh, anyway, I, should, I, I would just like to clarify, though, actually, that my... Uh, concern about the trophy was more to do as I mentioned last week with the defeatist attitude that I have in that it gives me kittens thinking we'll have two finals in two weeks um, and how it will go but now now that we've won and now that we're in it we should absolutely of course go all out to win it Um, Liam did you did you watch the match?
4: Yes I did Um, it was it was quite entertaining as it as things drawn but can I just read out this, this message from the WhatsApp chat just to prove a point here Reese Williams says, "Will you pipe down, lads? I'm trying to watch the effing rugby man." Uh, dibble, stick it in your net. Yep, uh, that's uh, an <laughs> accurate readout, isn't it? Of the of our WhatsApp chat from the night of the game. Right. Wow. Okay.
1: The, the ratings of the podcast is going to go less than four and a half stars in the blink of
0: an eye on that revelation. <laughs> having 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 watched the highlights, um, a couple of couple of penalty decisions, we got a bit lucky, I think. Definitely the first one.
3: Definitely the first one, I reckon. I, I'm sure. I, second I reckon soft, the second one it, was soft, wasn't it? The McLinden one was soft, yeah. but. Yeah, I think the second one was a dive. The first one, whoa. You know, swings and roundabouts, but we got
1: done over by Marsden when we lost in the league there. How so, did we? Which decision? They were all
0: the right decision. What, well, for, for the Marsden one? Yeah, it was a handball, um, which made it was a red card. Are you sure you're not, I'm not a county fan. No, I'm just, I'm just honest. You're not honest. You don't even know where York is. Which, which decision? Which decision in that game was, 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 was wrong?
1: I, I, I thought the, the handball was harsh. I thought, <laughs> was it intentional? Mm. doesn't matter.
0: His arm was hanging out. Anyway, we're talking about a game that was months ago. Anyway. anyway.
1: You're seventh in the league. Get over
0: it. <laughs> On to this week's interview, which me and Andy conducted earlier this week. Um, top bloke. And uh, I will let Andy introduce him.
3: Signed during one of the most tumultuous periods of the club's history, playing for travel costs and becoming a bit of a rock for us, often described as the tall one in a vertically challenged midfield, he went on to make 160 appearances alongside mighty midgets Dean Keats and Jay Harris. This fella played some iconic games including two FA Trophy finals with varying degrees of success and the matches against Brighton in the FA Cup. He was also a big part of a certain 98-point season. In fact, he became such a cult hero that he even had a fanzine named after him. And anyone who ever mentions this fella always has a story to tell, from the Harlem Shake to all his celebrity pals and a worldy Alfredton. So let's find out why he's called Crazy Legs Joe's Clark from the horse's mouth.
2: Hiya, Joe. How are you? And how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself?
3: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. You got a bit of a cold, I, I hear.
2: Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, but I'm getting through it. There's uh, a lot worse going on, so uh, Reese has already said about his uh, his, his covert spell, so uh, I'll keep quiet about my cold.
3: That's uh, no, fine, like brush, brush with death, didn't you, Reese?
0: Yeah, absolutely, death's door, and I'm still there, still right at death's door. But a podcast with Joe Clark's more important. No, you're uh,
2: right, top man.
3: <laughs> Come on, first, first off, then why are you known as crazy legs, Joe Clark?
2: Um. Well, I think it was Crazy Joe first. It was to do with uh, okay. a, a certain Glenn Lissle. Um Right. Uh, obviously, um, I think it's been mentioned a few times uh, with a couple of guys that you've had. on. Uh, he's got a lot of stats, Glenn, uh, but not just about football. He watched a lot of films and there was one film uh, and I can't recall the name of it, but there was somebody in there called Crazy Joe. So it was nothing to do with my... Um, Persona, should I say? Um, it was just purely that Glenn's just come out with it one day at training, and uh, maybe because I was far from being crazy that uh, they called me Crazy Joe. Um, and then it wasn't long after that, I think, um, uh, yeah, you referred to the Alfredton goal, uh, uh, yeah, Alfredton away. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that was just quite fitting with Crazy, crazy Legs Joe Clark, but I think it's predominantly Crazy Joe from that, right. And then there was just little snippets of craziness that I produced that probably nobody expected. Um, and it just reminded everyone, uh, yeah, how uh, crazy I am.
3: <laughs> right. So is it because you're quite level-headed, but every time you do go crazy, it does sort of stand out?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's just purely to do with that, that film and Glenn uh, being the, the, the loud man that he is, let everyone know that he was... Uh, it's crazy Joe from now on. And uh, even if I play against boys, I played against Danny Wright, um, you know, it's all right, they're crazy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ryles as well, I see him. So, uh, it's something that's stuck with me for this many years. We'll see, uh, we'll see how long it goes.
3: Are you crazy Joe at Levington?
2: <laughs> no, there's not been too many crazy moments. I think I've scored uh, <laughs> two goals. Um, to be fair, one of them was from the halfway along my left foot, so that could be uh, that could be a bit crazy. But uh, I think in my uh, mature days now, I'm uh, holding midfielder, um, less crazy, and uh, yeah, a little bit more uh, trying to help the young with the snappers, maybe as I once fair were. Up.
3: Fair enough. Right, I've got a few Joe Clark fact or fictions I want to go through with you. <laughs>
2: Oh this, this is dangerous? Oh, Who are these
3: from? No, 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 no. These are these are these are well informed. Are okay. you are you good mates with Gareth Barry and James Morrison? And is James Morrison the singer or the footballer? <laughs>
2: uh yes, and uh the yeah, the so-called footballer, yeah. Not the singer. Might have been a bit <laughs> more interesting actually being uh, being the singer. <laughs> <laughs> a few more gigs. Did you
3: sort of come through <laughs> with Gar- Gareth I mean or is it same part of the world
2: uh yeah and, and just through friends of a friend really through uh, when he was at um villa um and obviously local to me uh and what yeah one of my good pals was friends with him and uh, as we started getting into um um a bit of golf and uh, and everything just yeah got, got good pals and to be honest it was sort of um, somebody who i met through gareth who introduced me to Dean Saunders. Um, right. So it, it was that connection there that uh, gave me my opportunity really at Wrexham.
3: Cool. We're going to get into how you sign, because it's quite an interesting, quite, quite an interesting story. But to continue with our fact of fiction, did yep. you have you ever lived in Christian, oh, let me say that again, have you ever lived in Cristiano Ronaldo's house?
2: Yep, I've been fortunate to have a few months there. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine helped me out uh, when I when I first joined uh, Wrexham, uh, and it helped me because I was in the car school with uh, Dean Keats and Jamie Tully, um, amongst others. Uh, so you can imagine the eventful car journeys that we had, and uh, obviously yeah, it's yeah. into Tully uh, banter us for the uh, the whole journeys in. So uh, yeah, I had a, luckily enough had a uh, yeah lived the dream for a, for a few months.
3: Come on, you're going to have to give us some details about that house. What was the one sort of thing that stood out? Uh,
2: to be honest, it yeah, it was just surreal. Really, I think um, you, you don't um, you, yeah, you don't expect to 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 to, uh, to have a, have the opportunity. Uh, it was a lovely house, but I do think that it's uh, more to the personnel as well. Um it was it was a couple of lads that. Uh, I live with but yeah it would it, it had everything you can imagine and there was a one thing that i could probably share is that the um uh, ronaldo liked the number seven and his table uh was actually sculptured into the number seven so he was uh yeah he was uh, dedicated to his brand should i say early on
0: that's incredibly impractical it is I yeah, know. What? How, yeah. Do you, how do
3: you even had a, gas-
2: a massive to be fair, um, so it was fairly wow. practical, but very rarely we, did we feel that we were that important that we could uh, uh have a, a meal on it. So it's oh, it, see. Collect, it collected yeah, dust, yeah. really.
0: Okay, fair enough. Was there a massive Cristiano Ronaldo statue or anything? or any other?
2: No, unfortunately, not. No, there wasn't really anything else that um sort of said it was uh used to be his house, um, but uh, which which was a shame, but uh, yeah, it was uh. Probably very lucky, should I say.
3: Do you, is your table uh, at home now your number? Was it 23 at Wrexham, wasn't it?
2: Uh, I've had a few. So uh, the, the, there was, what did I have? I had 14. Um, I think it was six as well at Wrexham. Oh, I think yeah, there's yeah. a 24. There's a 24 as well. Um, so now, unfortunately, the missus is the interior designer now, and uh, she probably doesn't think that that's quite fitting with the, uh, the design that we're going for.
3: No, fair enough. So, there's no Cristiano Ronaldo sort of influences in your current abode.
2: Um, I can't say there's any similarities between me and Cristiano Ronaldo now, <laughs> including stuff that's <laughs> in my house.
3: <laughs> right, last one of fact or fiction. Have you ever played at Wembley? Because apparently you can't shut up about it. <laughs>
2: uh, I have actually, Andy. Yeah, uh, um, oh, right. three okay. times. Yeah, three times. Yeah, yeah. um. all all with Wrexham, Uh, successful on one occasion, but I sort of lead on the fact that it was three times. It sounds a little bit better, but uh, yeah, it's something that um, I do remind um, predominantly the Leamington lads that I'm with now, um, whether it's a bit of motivation that I like to give them or just to remind them now and then. Um, But uh, yeah, it's something that I'm obviously very proud of, but also something that uh, I know, annoys everyone that uh, I mentioned it to. So uh, I'll carry on doing so.
0: I'm sure we'll come to this, but I, I wanted to ask you about the um, FA Trophy match uh, in particular, um, just because we've heard on this podcast a couple of times now, haven't we, Andy, about a certain selection, obviously, for that Grimsby game. <laughs> and that <laughs> you had some words uh, for the gaffer when that was done. I mean, you know, it, it must that must have hurt, you know, when that happened. How, how were you feeling at that time?
2: Yeah, it was, um, obviously, I, I, I wasn't really a pro club and Wrexham was my, I was at Darlington, played a few games before him, but Wrexham was my first where I sort of settled in and, and was playing at a good level and and obviously getting the chance to play at Wembley, you sort of feel like it's your, it's, it's going to be your only chance. Um, and I was playing a lot of games up, up before then, uh, obviously building up the atmosphere and uh doing the training sessions I think we trained at QPR and you know it was just the, the whole experience was amazing and then you sort of get you want everyone to be there so there's family there was my parents friends my friends were coming down I think there was about 50 people in total Um and you know yeah, I was never one that um, had the not necessarily the arrogance but sort of I'm going to start every game that wasn't really in me but um, and I th- always thought there might have been a chance that I wouldn't play which obviously we had a great squad um, but yeah when uh, morale told me uh, on the evening before actually I think it was pre-match um, and to say I think the phrase is spat the dummy out of the pram uh, comes to mind um, uh, I think yeah when he called me in to um, uh, I think they had like a conference room I sort of knew what was coming so that little bit of anger was in me and he told me and I just, yeah, I think I sort of said, you're joking. I can't believe this, uh, blah, 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 just emotions. I think everyone, you know, you feel that yeah. little bit of pressure of people coming, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think, and it, looking back, it was pretty bad. Cause you know, it wasn't about me, but, um, you do feel like it's going to be your only chance. Naturally. You think that you, you're not even going to play now because you're on the bench and you're not going to get a chance. And, uh, and that's blown. I think I spent a few hours walking uh, around the streets of Brentford um, trying to uh, just cool my head and have a bit of a breather, which works. I think my pre-match was actually a, a Subway and a few cookies and, uh, and not a bit of pasta as it, as it should have been. Um, but no, I think that, that, yeah, I think that did me, uh, to be honest, I think the walk did me well good. I got back. And obviously the guy I was sharing a room with Keatsy, he had a chat with me Um and in the morning, it was all about the lads and, and uh, making sure that everyone's raring to go. And um, so, yeah, it, 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 I felt sorry for Mars afterwards. It's a horrible one being a gaffer, you know, because there, I wasn't the only one that hadn't played at Wembley. Um, I, I'd imagine the whole squad near enough hadn't, um, apart from a few, I think, Ashley and, and that, when and they played at Shrewsbury. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, it would have been a ter- you know very very difficult decision for him to make, and um, he made the right one in the end. We, we won the game.
3: I was going to say like Moz comes across as a really nice fella, but but he was ruthless. Yeah, there was that sort of steel where yeah. he needed it.
2: Yeah, I think I think you need that. Uh, you know, we, we obviously played with Moz before he went into man- into management, and so we had that friendship relationship because he got on with everyone. He was a very good pro, really nice guy. You know, didn't really did have a bad word to say about anyone. But I think you do need that little bit where you've got to make decisions and um, and you can't get too emotional, should <coughs> I so, so say about it? <clears throat> um, but yeah, he he made that decision, and and you know, looking back, Kev Thornton's a great footballer. You know, on a lovely pitch. You know, he he, 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 he'll, he he's got that experience as well. He's played at a higher level, so that's probably what he. Um, what he thought, and he scored the penalty to get us the equaliser. So you look back, and and, and yeah, uh, at the time I didn't feel sorry for him, but uh, <laughs> no, it was great that we we got the win and, uh, and and managed to celebrate.
3: I mean, we're talking about Thornton. I mean, he had a good, probably his best game for us that that match but you know he won the battle you won the war because you were much better for us over a,
0: a longer period of time so uh you know and also know you it... played you played in that key extra time didn't you when we battered them so I mean mm-hmm. you had that full extra yeah, time
2: yeah and um again I, I'm not I'm not um, proud of this but uh, you know it's good to be honest but I think just before um Thornton scored the penalty Glenn was going to come on and I think it was the last sub uh, and Glenn hadn't played at Wembley, you know, and it would have been a really nice fitting moment for Glenn to sort of, he was coming to the end of his career as well, and, and, and getting on at Wembley. And as as Kev scored, uh, they, they changed it to to, to put me on. Um, and so, yeah, and it, you just, like I say, up until that moment, he sort of, I was never going to get on. And then as soon as I got that chance, he just sort of had to focus and uh, put a shift in. Um, and, I, and I was down to be fifth penalty taker. Oh. Um, with, with everything that would have gone on, uh, yeah, probably a good thing Johnny Hunt uh, uh, netted it. But I, it's one of them, like, I think it's easy for me to say now, well, yeah, I'd love to have taken a penalty, but I know how nervous it would have been at the time. But um, now I think uh, I'm just happy that we got the result, got the win.
3: Just, just remind me, we only took four then in the end, was it?
2: You didn't, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I was, I was, I was the fifth. Um, right, and yeah, I think we didn't, uh, we didn't need my.
0: You must have been a decent right. taker if they put you fifth.
2: You... Um, yeah, because I can't the Brighton game. That would have been before, wouldn't it?
0: Yes, yeah. it would have done. It was a couple of months before.
2: Yeah, so and I was second, uh, and I think what settled the nerves there uh, was Keatson was the first one against Brighton, and, uh, and I was number two. But yeah, I can't, I can't remember who, who took the, panels, the penalties, and maybe it was me, sort of saying, yeah, I'll take one. Um, yeah. If needed, maybe my hand wasn't as high as it should have been. Um, you had to take no, one the way you the way you'd thrown a tantrum the day before. Well, you couldn't <laughs> exactly, yeah, your hand <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Giving Mads all that grief and said, "No, no, I'll leave it up to you guys." So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I was I was definitely happy to to take one and uh, and obviously get the opportunity. But great no, yeah. uh, right, penalty by Johnny. Hunt. Do
3: you know what? We'll probably come back and talk about the celebration um after but let's let's go back a bit let's go to how you started and I know you sort of said that Gareth Barry knew knew Dino I mean Dean Saunders is the legend of this podcast every story about him is utter utter batshit um but in a good way so so <laughs> just, just take us back to where you were at that time you were at Sully Hill Moors now they weren't really at the same level as they are now did you just fancy a crack at professional football and thought I'll go out on a limb here
2: yeah I think I think I it was always my my dream to try and play full-time football um like like, like majority of uh, lads my age um and I had a bit of a taste of it at Darlington it was a friend of a friend who 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 was the agent of Mark Cooper I think he was manager at Darlington so I went up as a bit of a utility trying to get my foot in the door I think I went right back said I could play this position that position um didn't really get much of a game time and then finish the season there at Solly Hall. Um, and I was still pestering um, my friend at the time to sort of say, you know, I'm, I'm still, I still want to play full time. Can you get me a trial anywhere else? And then I got the call um, to say that I could go to to Wrexham uh, for a month's trial. Um, and I was, you know, it was, uh, I was buzzing. I think I was landscape garden at the time. Um, for my uncle and um and, and yeah it was just uh, a great opportunity for me. Obviously Darlington coming down League Two is a big club, but Brexham, you know, they, they're always well known for a big crowd and the ground and um so yeah it was quite surreal really and happened quite quickly. Um it also came into the time where they were getting taken over by the fans um so there wasn't much um with regards to transfers at, at the time I think the team that was kept from the season before was still strong so I don't think there was a, a massive need to to add any um but yeah I just went in and I, I didn't really feel any pressure um it was you know playing with training with some some great players I'd known fouls previously i was at troll at Kettering, so I did a few trials in my time when I was 16 17 18. Um so I sort of half knew fouls and uh you know he, he was very welcoming. Um and yeah, just uh, I just did did training. I think I went under the radar and they sort of realised I was still there after two months, first game of the season, and uh yeah, managed to pitch myself a tracksuit and uh and yeah it was um I got some game time and uh luckily uh Dean uh it was just to technically I did sign um, for Dean, obviously, because I did play some minutes um, under Dean. But it was morale then that um, I think officially put me on a contract um, when, when he came on board. But I mean, it was, I think that's why I still look back at results now and very proud of my time at Wrexham because. I was a trialist, hadn't played any higher. The fans didn't know what I how I was gonna be and what I was gonna be like, but still did a collection and 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 uh and you know they didn't have to do that. Um and obviously I was you know that was getting some expenses for travel and things like that. And but for me, I just was just focusing on the opportunity really. Um and uh it wasn't about that. It did get to a point where I had a chat room around and just said, you know. I need to do something now um, even though I was quite fortunate at the time I still need to uh, to uh, to pay some bills um, but um, but yeah it, it just I think it was fans um, uh, sort of yeah they, they, they were a big part in that that's from my first start and I had that connection straight away and I think that helped when my performance is moving forward just uh, yeah foot shifting
3: no definitely I mean if you go back to when you first joined, what was the state was the club in back then? And was it, was it sort of like Saunders holding it together a little bit at that point?
2: I mean, there were some really good characters there um, and good professionals, which I think helped. Um, I think if, obviously the guys were getting paid pre-season and off-season. I think they might have missed a couple of payments. Um, Dean came out with some really good stories about how much money he had and, uh, and uh, how he had to come you back. You want to which was Yeah, which is uh, <laughs> which was, which was one that I think we'll never forget. Um, obviously, lads not being paid and Dean saying, uh, yeah, well, I had to bring you know this thousands of pounds back once and I didn't think I was going to get that. And uh, we'd all been to Dean's house uh, pre-season and realised how much land he's got. So uh, I don't think he really comforted any of the lads, but it, yeah, I think it soon got sorted. But I think the pros helped as well. Uh, They're all dedicated um, and and keen to do well. There was a really good squad there. Um, So they obviously knew that still, you know, the the focus is to start the season well and uh, and get promoted.
3: What was it like um, playing with Dean Keats? Is he as good to play with as everyone says he is?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he obviously a lot of experience as well, but... um, just helped everyone around him. I, I, I was still quite raw. Um, probably run here, there, and everywhere. Um, and obviously, with the mixture of myself, Tully, um, Jay, Keatsy, Fowles. Um, you know, there was also a lot of lot of experience in there. That guys that played in the league. But um, Keatsy always had his position. Um, it was was captain. Captain really well. And yeah, it was good car school as well you know he'd give advice and give a lot of banter and he'd rip the piss out of me all the time Um, but uh, but now I thought if he's doing that he must like me so um, he might say otherwise but now but uh, now I doubt it Um, but no he was great great to learn from uh, great to listen to and probably really helped my game having him sitting around and, and myself Getting out, out and about with Jack, we played three. So Kiki was in the middle, and then um, it was yeah, myself with or others sort of just ahead of him as eights, really. Right. Um, we sort of intended to play a, a four-three-three. Three, I don't believe I recall. Yeah. Um, we every game that we played, we just knew we were going to win. I mean, Tolly was yeah. was a great. I think it was confidence as well, not not arrogance, but probably borderline it, which I think you need to have if you're going to. Be successful, and you know we'd score one goal, and then if Tolly would be saying, "Come on, let's turn the screw now," and everyone, you know, would get the second, and we just had that that relentless where we we we'd just go into every game thinking that we're going to win, and and we predominantly did. Um But yeah, I think that that gave me a lot of confidence they're playing with the likes of Tolly, uh, and obviously having that, I'd still call it a successful season, and you know that, that yeah. they're getting them points and. uh um, and, and just missing out but um, but yeah I, I, I missed out on the playoff games that season don't think I was involved at all uh, that we played Luton didn't we in the first yes yeah.
3: oh it all um, went wrong that first half in Luton didn't
2: it yeah, yeah. they yeah. were 3 nil. I, I think yeah yeah, and I, I, I can. It does happen a lot. You see, you look at the results. You look at the end of the season. You see teams that you know have been up there and just miss out. It does just take a bit of a hit. Um, but um, but I think we did well the following season to to kick on again. I think most teams potentially would have taken a blow, but um, we still had the the, the, the similar squad. Um. And I think we kept predominantly the players in the core of the team, um, which which helped. And it just just playing with the likes of Jay and, and, and Keatsy, um, just made me feel like I've got to be on my game here, because them two are going to be. Uh, they were every every game that they played. So um yeah, it was um it it was easier for me having them uh, playing alongside them for sure.
0: That first season, um you got sorry about this, you got sent off in that Crucial away game of Fleetwood, didn't you? Did, you? did, yeah. You know what, I watched it back earlier, just to the highlight, there's a rubbish video on YouTube. Uh, I, w- I wasn't there. Um, did you handball it?
2: I think it was very harsh, yeah. I've just gone out to block a cross, and I think my arms, were, I mean, probably would have been handball nowadays, but <laughs> back, back, <laughs> yeah. back in then, I think it would have been uh, in a natural position. And uh, I can't, were, were we 2-2 at the time Were we were on, or were we? It was a one one? Yeah. yeah, we drew the game, didn't we? Still, we did. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a,
3: a near assault Vardy did on a. I think it, it wasn't you, Joe,
0: was it?
2: On I the edge so. of the box. No, yeah, I Vardy did a nasty so.
0: two-footed, stinking challenge, didn't he? Yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, I can't remember that. I, I, I remember. Um, I remember actually getting a tweet a couple of years ago with um, somebody saying, oh, "I remember when Joe Clark had uh, Jamie Vardy in his pocket." And I think I replied. <laughs> Yeah, and he's playing in the Euros or the World Cup, and I'm sitting here having <laughs> fish and chips. <laughs> um, but no, I mean that, that, that they obviously had a new ground, a lot of money pumped into them, good team. Yeah. You know, going away from home uh, and getting a draw was a good result for us. Um, um, but yeah, when you get sent off and thinking, oh god, I've cost the team here, um, but no, luckily they held on.
3: Talk. Joe can i just talk about that 98 point side Oops. what was special about it and what ultimately meant that they <coughs> didn't, they didn't go up cuz uh, no just because there was a uh, you know we lost a few players at, at certain times do you think that was it or was it because fleetwood was so good and vardy was so good
2: yeah i i, I honestly think that um, <coughs> that um it was down to fleetwood being too good. Um, I think, yeah, like, you know, saying you getting 98 points and, and not winning the league. I don't think, I don't know whether it's anyone's been promoted and, and got that many points um, since. So, and, and I really don't recall us having a bit of a blip either. Um, like I said before, I think we were uh, relentless. You know, we, we won games. We went to Fleetwood and Drew. Uh, I think what the front three were Danny Wright, Spatey, Poggs. Um who else is? So a yeah. <clears throat> think... bit of
3: everything up front there, wasn't there? There was a goal yeah, scorer, exactly. there was pace, yeah.
2: there was power. Yeah, and then we had, you know, a solid back four, Kreitz, um it was Nat, wasn't it? Uh right. Um so exactly. we and we had a really good squad. So I think obviously Vardy's gone on and 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 done amazing and and, and, and you know, play for England, but I think squad-wise, you know, we matched them uh, on paper. But yeah, I think uh, it was just um, it was just unfortunate that uh, we we uh, they had a bit of a better season than us. But yeah, I, I really can't put a finger on anything that went wrong that season. I don't think we could have done much more
0: going into that next season. Um, you know. Uh, when we spoke with Moza on the podcast, and I think um, Neil Ashton said something similar, uh, obviously uh, Moza felt that he wasn't really backed as much as he would have liked to have been. And then the season after that, was that a sense that you guys had that the momentum had stalled a little bit?
2: Yeah, I think it's a difficult one because obviously we still got to the, the playoff final and we still had the the, the, the trophy Win that season, wasn't it? It was that second season. So I, just, I think yeah. I've got
0: my seasons mixed up. Yeah, he was talking about after the playoff final. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you're talking about after the second That's season.
2: Which, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that, yeah, I, I I agree on that one. I remember we. I mean, th- that 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 season was obviously uh, great up to up to the end. Um, but that that playoff game was was gutting. I think I played against that um, uh, Flynn who uh, played centre midfield for Newport. Uh, uh, yeah. A few and years Mike, afterwards, yeah, and he and he was sort of saying his job was just to follow me around, and you know, so it seemed like they 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 and they, they 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 got their tactics right at the end of the day, but it seemed like they were more to try and stop us predominantly than the, than to, than to beat us. Um, but yeah, I mean, for for me, uh, I played league football. It, it was a dream of mine, and to get that close. It was just cutting. Um, and I remember. Yeah, we, we were on the journey home, and I think we stopped off at the services, and we were just having a chat with Mars and stuff. And uh, you know, we were like, you know, we just we need to go again. I think we a couple of lads have still had another year on their contracts, so they know that I was going to be involved. Um, and yeah, I, I, it probably. You, you do you do probably need to do that. I think when you get that close, again, uh, second year running, um, I think it, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, potentially making a stance and going, right, we're going to get a couple of top players again, lift the squad, more competition. It probably puts out a bit of a statement, but you know, I don't know what the, the, the status was as a club at the time. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 it might have helped. Um, like I say, it's hindsight. Yeah, what's that from a what's that like from a player's perspective
0: though? I mean, it must because because I mean, obviously there's there's that selfish side of you maybe who doesn't want them to sign sort of an incredible central midfielder, but also you you want to to know that they're they're going for it. Like it, it must be a balance for for from a professional perspective.
2: Yeah, but to be honest, I think that's why um, I think that it just it definitely helps competition, and I think that's why you know Fowles was one of the best players I've ever played with, but technically he was unbelievable. But I, when I first came in and he come back from injury, I think he was a bit me and him in, in and out. And I think he was down to the competition that, you know, he, he didn't end up playing uh, that much regular that season, I don't think, um, because you lift your game. And yeah, you're right, you want to play. You, you don't want competition on one hand, but you need it to, to perform, I think. And I think that's why the first season and the second was... Um, as well, was successful is because there was two people probably, wanting your position um, in in some instances. So uh, you had to be on top of your game.
3: We do this thing in the podcast um, every week, Joe, and it's the fearless in devotion moment. It's a moment that sort of fills someone full of the most passion that they can remember when they were playing for Wrexham. I'm just wondering if anything sort of comes to mind for you.
2: There's a couple of moments, like when I when I play at Gateshead. Yeah, I think it was my first goal was scored uh, against Gateshead away. Um, I just You've think it's night, it? yeah, it was definitely a night game. Yeah, oh, was and it was a terrible. It was a terrible yeah. goal. Uh, scuffed it and just trickled in but uh but I, I do think because it's it's on social media a lot, I just think when you see that image of us celebrating Johnny Hunt's penalty uh and just seeing the passion I think in everyone's face and with the with the fans behind, you know, it's it's definitely uh I haven't got it printed yet, but it's definitely one that uh I haven't had any use for an office as, as yet but um that might change. So um, I just think, yeah, it's one photo that I would probably want to keep and, and look back on. Just um, especially the players that were in there as well. Really good lads. That we we had a really good group. Stephen Wright, uh, Westy, um, obviously Jay and, uh, and Keats and, 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 and Ogilby and all that. You know, we just had a really tight knit group. And I think I think that's another reason why we did well for so long as well because there wasn't any clicks at all. You know, there's some really good players. Uh, Not necessarily, there wasn't any real egos. Um, But, you know, when you've got that many good players, I think uh, it's, it's probably goes and notice the work that Moss done to, to keep that tight-knit group. Uh, And obviously Dean, when he was there. Um, So, um, yeah, everyone wanted to do well for each other. Nice. Yeah, I'd say that trophy win.
3: Did, Crazy Joe Clark come out in the celebration at all?
2: Oh, possibly. He, 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 <laughs> he, he was. He was a bay. I can't really remember much of uh, of that. I mean, I think uh, we got on the Bomb straight on the coach. Um, oh wow! Uh, she would. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, um, of course. And uh, yeah, they they put on um, a party at the uh, Holt Lodge. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it yeah. was, it was a heavy session, but I just think because of the emotion and, you know, yeah. say you've won a game at Wembley, um, and having have 19,000 fans there, you just felt like a Premier League footballer, basically, that you just won the FA Cup, you know, and, um, it was with that many fans there, it made it that more special. Um, but yeah, that night is, uh quite vague, um, ended up with a bit of a hangover. So uh, let's leave it at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have heard a couple of things on uh, uh, after we stopped recording. Um, <laughs> but after after that... Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, <laughs> after Moza left then, let's fast forward to there. Uh, where do you stand on the great Kevin Wilkin debate? Are, are you there? Are you with Neil Ashton, who... Should we say he wasn't a fan, Andy? Would mm. that be fair? I I'd say that's the understatement to the, of the decade. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or with, uh, I don't know who, who, what other side is there? The Reese Williams side, my side. Always he was a he fan. Was, he was all right. I'm, I I like Kev. I liked Kev. I thought he was really sound with us as well. And I, you know, yeah. What what did what did you make of Kev as a manager?
2: Yeah. You know what Kev Kev was a was a top bloke. I I I didn't know him before he joined, but. Um, I knew a friend of his, Mickey Moore, who was my manager at Solihull Moors, and sort of give me a bit of a background. So he sort of uh, filled me in a bit that he was he was a good bloke and and wanted to do well. Um, and I think it was I think it was a difficult one because it's timing as well. You know, we've we've had those really good seasons. He he, he had a good season, a few seasons at Nuneaton who we were part time. He's obviously come to a big club full time. Um, uh, I probably, I'd probably say he was more the team as well. Um, just, he had the assistant Gary Mills. Um, you know, not say that the guys clashed with 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 Gary, but not the manager that ended up managing uh Rexham, No, yet, no we it. know
3: about oh. Gary Ladders.
2: Yeah, Gary Ladders. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, and I think I think that didn't. He didn't help either. Um, Uh, probably didn't help Kevin. I think looking back, maybe Kevin, if he chose somebody different, and again, it's hindsight, with a bit more experience maybe at that level, uh, he might have done a bit better. But it it was difficult. I mean, Kev, yeah, he he, he was, he he had his style of play um, and, you know, he was probably new to full-time as well. Um, and and maybe the lads seen a little bit into the, into it, but yeah, I, did, I played a lot of the games. I think he, he didn't really uh, miss me out too much, um, as as far as I can recall. But yeah, I, th- I feel like it may be more than just Kevin that that, that didn't help him.
0: You know what? The irony there is when we had him on the podcast, he one of his gripes was he wanted an experienced assistant and didn't feel like he got the help to get that experienced assistant before he started. Yeah. So uh, and I, I, I always got the sense, looking back as well in hindsight, that sort of everything sort of, just, it was just the wrong time for him really in terms of that he came to the club probably after a couple of great seasons and things were kind of, starting to come apart at the seams because, you know, it hadn't been much investment in the last couple of years and so maybe there was a clique or two developing then.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. And like I say, I think it is down to timing. I think we lost a few lads. <coughs> there was a couple of lads that might be coming to the end of their contracts as well. Uh, thinking about options. I, I, I mean, you know, we still had some good pros there, you know, we still, 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 still wanted to do well. Keatsy was obviously still captain um, I, I, I haven't listened to Kev's one, but I bet he's one that took Katie off at uh, at Wembley. Maybe not. He's. Uh, we're go- we it. were going to
3: ask you about that, but he you should will- you should listen
0: to that podcast because he he tells Andy off because Andy wrote a disparaging article after that. Um, I stand by
3: that article. Now, now Kev's not on this podcast. I stand by that article.
2: <laughs> I'll have to read that as well, then Andy. Yeah. Um, but, well, listen, what uh, we you know.
0: Give us that from your perspective. What was that? You know, what did you think of that decision at the time and now in hindsight?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we can't all put it down to that because there's there's a, there's other players on the pitch that uh, should have managed the game better as well. Um, so I think I think you know I'm probably being a, a bit too nice, which I am. You know, uh, sticking up for Kevere. Um, but I just think. Keep that experience on. He, he, Dean, Dean's experienced enough to position himself in the right place at the right time. Uh, get everyone around him. Do it. You know, put putting the work in as well. Uh, getting them all, all, all in position and organized. So, yeah, I think. It, yeah, not that I'm planning on going in managerial, but I think he getting himself in them big games. I think they can always, if even if they look tired, I think they can always find themselves an extra gear to, to get that win. So I can't remember whether I was off at the time. I don't know whether I came off before Dean or not. Um, but, um, but yeah, so not trying to deflect to say it wasn't my fault either. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, 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 hindsight again, you know, we were yeah. comfortable and just probably got complacent. And maybe yeah. bringing off your captain probably puts... Um, a thought into people's heads, yeah, we've won this game now. If he's taking the captain off, we're comfortable.
0: Then obviously, we had Gary Mills. Uh, <laughs> was that <laughs> the Gary Mills, not Gary Mills lathers. Um yeah. uh what w- what did you make of him?
2: Well, I, I didn't I didn't play up. so I um I had s- sort of sniffs of going when Luton won the league. Um there was a little bit of interest uh in myself with John Still um towards the end of that season as they was gonna win the league. Um and um and Barry Horn was um he was sort of director of football, I think, at the time, wasn't he? Uh when Kevin was there. Mm. Um so yeah, so when when Kevin obviously well, I didn't I didn't go obviously at the end of that season and um Gary Mills came in uh, and he sort of sat me down and said, "Oh, you know, we're a, a we're a footballing team. We get it down and play." Um, and I said, "Well, obviously, I've been involved in, uh, in in the team for the last four years. You know how we played." Uh, and he didn't really commit to um, to, to, to giving me anything. Um, and I sort of just I rang Barry and sort of said, "You know what's going on?" And I think he sort of, you know. Uh, he he wouldn't say forthcoming either so I sort of made their mind up then and went to um, went to Kiddie uh, so I didn't I didn't play under Gary uh, oh, I thought you had a bit. few games apologies no no he was pre-season I think he came in uh, and I think I met him at the start of pre-season but I hadn't had a contract signed I only I did one year uh, at Wrexham I never had longer than one year um, so I was one that um, yeah he 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 obviously would want to bring in his, his, his some players um, from from previous uh, clubs as well. So, yeah, I just, I think yeah. I just sort of thought, I felt wanted throughout my time there, um, you know, uh, from from all the managers that have come in, the players and everything that's around. Uh, and, I, yeah, I just didn't get that vibe from Gary, so I sort of made his mind up, potentially.
3: I'm just saying how disappointing that must have been for you, because, you know, you... You started at Rex. I think you were about 22. You, you've had four years in the in the engine room. You're just coming into your prime now. Surely you would have you would have wanted, you know, maybe a bit more than a one-year deal, maybe to sort of reward you for for the service you'd given for those years.
2: Yeah, and I think it was probably down to me being a bit uh, naive, maybe or inexperienced. I didn't really have a proper, didn't have an agent as such that was. I was signed to. Um, the person that got me involved with Dean was sort of like a friend of a friend, as I said. Um, um, so maybe that didn't help, you know, because normally they're on the banging on the door and saying, "Come on!" Yeah. Um, and, and and I didn't really have that in me. I was just, I was just happy, you know, playing and and um, and obviously because we had some good season and I was playing well. I wasn't too concerned that I wouldn't get the deal. But yeah, I think it would have been, would have been nice, especially after the two, three good seasons, um, to, to get a little bit more security. And, uh, but I think with the inconsistency of the management as well, maybe that, uh, played, played a part, but yeah, I, I didn't, I did definitely didn't want to go. Um, you know, I, uh, and I felt like I'd learned so much, um, and and going to Kiddy was again bad timing. You know, they they were really in, in 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 a bad place financially. Um, you know, they had a lot. Half the squad was sort of played three leagues below, um, predominantly, um, and yeah. The the owner at the time was uh, a bit all over the place, and uh, so yeah, it did, didn't work out. Um, didn't obviously didn't make the right decision. Uh, there again going back to hindsight but um but yeah i, I, I didn't want to go but i just uh, i just got the impression that um i, I wouldn't uh, be wanted and maybe that's maybe i read into that too much and maybe i should have stayed and, and and you know back to myself a little bit and get get the opportunity and go again but there was nothing on the table for me to um to accept or decline so uh yeah
0: Joe, are you just way too nice and always go to struggling clubs because you feel sorry for them?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. I think, uh, I th- to be honest, I think I think that, it, you know, it doesn't help. Um, I, I've been told that sometimes, you know, a bit bit nice and not, maybe not on the pitch, um, you know, because I do a no. lot of shouting on the pitch now and, uh, and, and you know, cri- constructive criticism, should I say, but, yeah, um, but no, I think, I think yeah, I, I probably do think about maybe having having an agent at the time. They tend to be a bit ruthless characters and do that for you. And that's probably maybe what I might have needed um, at that time in my career um, to, uh, to to secure a better deal, really, yeah. I
0: was going to say, because it must be quite big with, with
2: salaries and stuff,
0: because that just seems, you know, the clubs will get away with paying you as little as they can get away with, won't they?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I was at that age where I, you know I was I I didn't have a house or a mortgage, I was staying in, in the uh, in the Wrexham house uh with with the guys, which is an experience in itself. Um Who
0: were you there with the Podcast be-
2: <laughs> Yeah. Um who was I? So I did I, think I did two years in there <laughs> two seasons, I think. Um it's
3: gotta be Glenn. Glenn's gotta be there.
2: Yeah. I was in there a little bit with with Glenn. Um, but not so much. I think that was towards the end of that season, actually. Um, and then it was more Briley, Ogilvy, um, Jossie. Um, who else was in there? Kev, Paunton. Right. Um, and then it was Blaine, um, Manny Smith, Wes York, uh, the Wilkin days. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, again, good guys. Um, and, uh it yeah, it just helped obviously having that good 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 group um when you're staying away from home. Um yeah, so uh yeah, two years did I think you, I did, which was enough.
3: Did you ever talk politics with Martin Riley?
2: Oh god, no. I still I'm still good friends with Riley now. Um Can we stay clear his... this please, Andy? Yeah, I was gonna say it's, uh, <laughs> he, he he puts some stuff on to get some nibbles and he does get some nibbles, but he definitely oh, he gets won't the get nibbled, it. Off, all right. <laughs>
3: Joe, we've got a quick fire round, which we do each week. So, just off the top of your head, just answer these questions about players that you played with during uh, your okay. time at the club. Who was the most
2: skillful? Apart from Crazy Joe, um, probably, <laughs> I'd probably say Pogs or Sis that had, had a few skills. All right. Yeah. Yeah. If for, a, for a big guy, it's uh, so obviously he, uh, he had some good feet.
3: No, fair enough. Who was the worst dressed?
2: I, I know it's been mentioned because I listened to Brett but we can't go away from Brett I think with them um, 1980s Adidas trainers and not the, the special edition the fact that he's adapted to in 1980 <laughs> uh, and his, his big flare jeans and his jumper yeah. Yeah, Brett definitely wasn't one for uh, uh, dressing to impress should we say uh, for training
0: So
3: um, this one the answer has been Joe Clark quite a bit but who was the most underrated?
2: yeah um, I suppose maybe you know somebody like Johnny uh, Johnny Hunt who unfortunately had Ashley in front of him um, yeah. but whenever he, whenever he played he, he did well, Johnny and I think he was definitely a fan's favorite and obviously he came up through the academy. but he obviously went on and played some games at Mansfield in in Cambridge. Um, which showed what a good player he was. So maybe not necessarily underrated, but probably the lack of opportunity due to uh, the hairball of Ashi, uh being in front of him.
3: Ashi might feature in this next question, but who is the biggest moaner?
2: Oh, um, yeah, definitely Ashley I mean, he would, uh, yeah, there'd be, be constant arguing on the pitch and moaning on the pitch, and uh, he would go off the pitch as well. Uh, so, yeah, a million percent, he
3: And finally, in the quickfire round, who was the hardest? Who who did you not want to fight?
2: Um, Well, I'd say Jay, but I'd also say Jossie as well, because I came close, uh, we were training, and uh, I think I I said something to Jossie about him letting a goal in, and uh, he squared up to me, and I thought, yeah, I definitely don't fancy this one. Uh, So (laughs) I just said, sorry, Jossie, and we made friends very quickly. Um, But yeah, Jay was... uh, Jay was one that, uh, you know, even in training, you just knew that if he, if he had the opportunity, smash smashing no matter how much of a power he was. But he backed that up with, obviously, how good he was as well. So even of when course. he was giving bollockings out, you sort of took it because you respected him, similar to a lot of the lads.
0: Listen, I've brought up you getting dropped in the FA Trophy final, your red card at Fleetwood, so can i uh do something more positive now that <laughs> goal at oferson
2: that goal at oferson yeah I've, uh, t- unfortunately the footage isn't that great is it so I'm it's terrible out. but that but you know i still i still get it out now and then um <laughs> and uh, we, we you just have to watch it maybe more than once to really get the feel of it but uh i think it, i think it's just very fitting with this crazy joe um uh, nickname that i got that the Ball just dropped and I, um, yeah, landed on it, went past one, did a bit of a shuffle, went past two and three and, and slotted it. And I think we won the game 2 1. I think it was, you know, tough place to go, Alfredton, and um, it, it was a good win for us. But, um, I, I still prefer the Torquay one, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, and if I need to send you that, Andy, because you look like you can't remember that one, then I'll, I'll, no, I'll pass that wasn't the
3: trophy again. goal, was it? Was it the trophy for?
2: It was a semi-final, wasn't it? Of, yeah, um, yeah was it a left-footer? Yeah, it was. It was cheers, Wace, Yeah, it was. Um, yes, a step, a, a step over, step over, and left-footer to top corner. Um, so I think, I think that's still my favourite. I think Torquay was my favourite, and honest.
3: One last question from me: What was it like getting a fanzine named after you, and how did it come about?
2: Do you know what? I don't know how it came about, um, but. Again, just another uh, another example of how good the fans were. And uh, I think a couple of guys, I can't recall his name now, apologies, but um, who said it, I spoke to him a number of times. Um, and uh, yeah, they were just they just wanted to set something up and, and, and use my name, a Joe Clark project, and got me a bit of banter. Um, but I was quite happy. I mean, you know, not many people have got a uh, fanzine after them. Um, Did they ask so, you permission? Yeah. I think they knew that was that nice they didn't need to we've, we've established <laughs> that now and uh, you know I think uh, uh, no I think I think they would have done I think uh, it was just in chat but I didn't know you know somebody comes up to you and says that you're like know, yeah probably going to get you're a couple right, of followers yeah. but uh, but, um, but yeah got, got a good bit of banter and got a few followers in the end and it was just a bit of a dedicated fan team that uh, yeah we did a curry night as well which was great and I did right. a couple actually and I think uh Brought a couple of lads down, which again got to, got some more banter. But it was just that 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 family environment that uh, was created. It was just, again, I think it was, uh, yeah, uh, just a, just a nice touch really.
3: Cool. And, and just uh, just as last thing, what what you what are you up to now, Joe? I know you're still at Lemington, but are you, are you involved in football coaching <coughs> at all? Or?
2: Um, no, I'm not. I'm not doing any coaching. Um, I'm still really enjoying playing at Lemington. Um, the gaffer there, Paul Holloran, uh, similar to Morel, did really got. He's got a really good group of lads there. Um, we all do really get on, and I think we've got the best budget in the league. But we're we're not a team that the majority want to play, especially at home. And that might have something to do with the chicken farms close, and that not necessarily what uh, the way we play. But um, <laughs> but no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm really I'm really enjoying it still. I'm in that number four role. Little bits of thoughts of how Keatsy would have played is coming into my head now. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I I don't think yeah I'm, I'm I'm working now. I'm I'm I've gone into project management. Um, All right. great. Uh, and I'm blagging my way through that. Um, <laughs> but no, it's uh, in, in the museum game actually. So it's 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 it's, it's it, I did carpentry before I played football. So I knew I'd come back to something. Uh, I always knew that, which I think helped the transition of coming back. Uh, out of full-time football because it isn't it isn't nice at all um, so but yeah I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying that obviously married and got a little daughter now as well so uh, I, but I'm definitely not saying I'm grown up yet still uh, I think keep, <laughs> keeping in football keeps you young and there's still these young whippersnappers that I get dragged out tonight's out with and uh Crazy Joe doesn't come out anymore. Obviously, he's retired. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm 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 very lucky and, uh, and enjoying myself at the minute. Yeah,
3: Joe, absolute pleasure to speak to you.
2: Yeah, oh, superb. Yeah, likewise.
0: Joe, can I just check one thing before before we actually end? Just keep don't stop recording, Andy. How many goals did you score? Do you know? Because I couldn't, I can't find a record of it.
2: I. Don't know, but if you haven't got a record, I'd say I probably averaged ten a season, and let's say yeah, <laughs> let's say I got over 40. race, yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, 40, 40 plus goals, all <laughs> all off the left foot as well, wasn't
2: it? All off the left foot, all crazy, all dribbles. Um, and if you ever need any reminders, uh, I've got them saved on um, many hard drives.
0: I've just watched the talkie one. It is an absolute belt and the. first
2: thing you got to do now.
0: Oh, right. Okay, send it. Send it to me on the chat. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, don't worry, I'll send it over as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, cheers, Joe. Thank you very much, Joe Clark, um, for his time. He was one we tried to tie down for a while. He's a busy guy, but he's a really nice guy, wasn't he? He's, he spent a lot of time on the on the chat with us.
3: Yeah, he did. Um, and, he, and he had a cold as well. So, you know, fair play. He turned up he turned up uh,
0: he turned up ill,
3: but still put in a good performance. And I think that's the measure of a man. I mean, every time he pulled on a Wrexham shirt, he seemed genuinely pleased to be there. Remember when Jay Harris was talking about people like Callum Powell, who were an Instagram footballer, someone who shows up and think they've already made it. Joe Clark is the exact opposite of that. And I think that came through in the chat we had with him.
0: Yeah, funny guy as well, actually. Funny guy, maybe some of it was not recorded, I'm not sure, but yeah, very very amusing chap. Anyway, uh, predictions, Andy, you want to take us away? Oh, ho, ho, ho,
3: ho. There's been some big move in the predictions. There's been some big, big moves. It's not a good week for me. Some people have had some pretty stonking wins, but one person has not. So (laughs) let's go through the last couple of weeks. So, Aldershot, I got it bang on, 4 1, get in. Kings Lynn, Liam got it bang on, 2 0, get in for Liam. Boreham Wood, Boreham Wood, no one got it spot on, but someone got it spot on for Notts County. That is Tim, who Ooh. went for 2 1. So, Hello. everyone's had a five pointer. In, but hang on, there's a name missing from this. <laughs> Wasn't I already bottom as well? You were already bottom. You Um, had 30. You've now got 34 points because you've got got Aldershot and Kings Lynn as wins. There you go. Um, I think I got nine points. Tim got 11 points. And Liam got 11 points. So the current standings are this. Liam in the lead with 46 points. Tim second with 44 points. And the third with forty points, and bringing up the rear with a disgraceful thirty-four points, it's Rhys Williams.
0: Only six points behind. A couple of good weeks will turn that right around. I believe there's about what eight nine weeks left.
3: What's the forfeit this time? There's no uh, forfeit this
0: year. I think we agreed, didn't we?
3: I think I guess- you have to go to York, even though you don't know where it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know where York is. I know York is not in Wrexham. and it's a it's a at least at least a twenty minute bus journey away all right
3: let's do I'll tell you what Reese, you can go first this week so who've we got we've got I should Bromley. I should go
0: last to make sure people because what will happen now is people just copy whoever's last so they don't get caught up I'll go last
3: uh, No, you can't because you went last last time and I do actually have a record of this
0: oh, okay uh, only Bromley this week yeah yeah I'll go I'm going so but I'm going to break the habit of a lifetime because being pessimistic is getting me nowhere this season but we are on a roll feeling confident we're going to win 2-0 Oh brilliant.
3: Take that. I'll go next. Oh, you know what? We're in we're in the sort of realms that a draw isn't a bad result and I actually do think Bromley are the sort of team that could 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 stuff us. Um but I'll go for one each. Uh Tim, do you want to go next?
1: 2 1 to Phil Parkinsons unstoppable juggernaut.
4: Great. and Liam? Uh, I I think that James Jones is going to going to get two goals and I think in you know, a 3-1 win for Wrexham can I get extra okay. points if he does get two goals because I just realised that wasn't even needed
3: um, I'll tell you what if he does get two goals and I'll give you an extra point on that yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <Fine>. if he <laughs> doesn't
3: I I get arbitrary. An, if he doesn't I get an extra five Um yeah okay fair enough okay. yeah okay. I'm, I'm up for everything
0: <laughs> any, any requests in I'll, I'll, I'll meet them all and a big game this week uh, that we're not involved in, Stockport-Knotts County on Tuesday night. I think all Wrexham fans will be uh, keeping an eye on that because we need them to slip up.
3: Yeah, I want County to lose that, definitely. What are we thinking for who's
1: your preference in the FA Trophy semi-final? Because by the time this goes out, it'll be there or thereabouts, that the draw will be being made. So what are you, what's your preference for opponent?
3: York at home. And then a big, a big final with Stockport—that's what I want. And I don't think it really. Obviously, you want to love to win it, but it's just—it would just be a great occasion, a great day out.
0: Totally selfishly, I would like Bromley away just because I happen to be in London during the during when it when it happens. I'll be there for three weeks, so that just fits with me beautifully. If not, I'd like it just to be a home draw to minimise the effort needed for the squad.
4: Will you be in the Bromley end? Will you? Absolutely. <laughs> um- I would say either York or Bromley at home just because I don't leave the county borough of Wrexham and if they could move Wembley so that it was closer to the race course, that would be really handy too. That
1: sounds like Stockholm Syndrome has reached certain parts of your neighbourhood, I think. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go for York away because it's a new ground and it's a good weekend. So yeah, that's my reasons.
3: By the way, if I can, go, you know, if I get a ticket, I'm going because I already booked the weekend off for for, for Weymouth. So yeah, I'm keen on uh, I'm keen on any any trip we get.
0: Well, you hear you first. Maybe we should run a competition. Drive Andy to wherever we play, and you know, you, you get to go and they get to hear what your your, your war stories.
1: Hashtag Andy's not working.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's it's the first one. time I'm not working in bloody weeks. That. He's a he's a hard worker ladies and gents the website doesn't doesn't run itself.
1: It turns into Michael Caine when he says the word
3: bloody. It's not bloody <laughs> weekend.
4: Got quite a lot of hits on that website don't they on you know, the like Daily Star website. They do, they do. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out.
0: Anyway, that's enough of that. Next week we've got the second part of our Danny Ward interview before the Wales uh, Austria game. Uh, but for now, goodbye. Take care. See ya.
4: Yes.